Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Every child of God has a purpose hidden in the Lord's Prayer. Shall we read the Lord's Prayer together? Ready? Read or say it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is the reason he created you. That's the central purpose for every child of God. That you're born at a time and a day in a season of life. Just so that God's will can be done on earth and as it is in heaven. And just so that his kingdom can be extended. That's the central purpose for everyone. At least you know one today. That's the central purpose for everyone. You are here to extend the frontiers of his kingdom. And you are here for just that sole purpose of ensuring that in your own environment and territory of influence, his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. If you are here in 1993, when you are doing the election, I look like a crazy man in the midst of many intelligent people. So thus said the Lord, SDP will fail, NRC will lose, be cut off and swallowed up, the military will fall, Vatican 93, our God reigns. Did it make sense? No, it didn't. But I was created for that purpose to give direction in that season. That is what is going to happen. And then he showed me another vision in the midst of service. I saw a fat cat dressed in the Nigerian army camouflage uniform. And I saw two pieces of meat in the midst of service. On one piece of meat is written SDP, another NRC, and this fat cat ate both of them. And an arrow came from heaven and pierced the fat cat. Now, you, if, except you are crazy. Those are two, those things are too real, too vivid for you to deny them. But I saw them. And I said, look, this fat cat is coming. Is going to eat both SDP and RRC, and nobody will be able to do anything, but God will strike him through. By the time Abacha came and ate NRC, SDP, and destroyed everything, was he not destroying the process at the end of the day? So, if that's my assignment, if you copy it, you'll be in trouble. I know a son of man in the faith, he's now in London, he ran away from here. We went to preach Abacha. The tender masses of the wicked are cruel. Abacha, your time is up. They dragged him out. They beat 
daylight out of him and broke his teeth. Then he came with his mouth swollen. He said, I preach exactly what you preach. I said, who sent you? Listen to me. If you have never found your purpose, I'm letting you see today. The reason you were born, the reason you were created in a time and a season is so that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so that you can extend the frontiers of his kingdom in your own territory of influence. That's the primary purpose for everyone. You can start with that and details of your role will be given to you later. Can I hear amen? So never say to anyone from this day forward, I don't know my purpose. Do you now know your purpose? What's your purpose? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a declaration of war. You are a soldier. I saw you today when you were saying all that. I was watching you and said, is the army of the Lord here? So Esther was created beautiful. She had extra grace. In good looks. Are you with me? But the reason God did extra time on her. Is not for sexual exploitation. She was an orphan. In captivity with her uncle Mordecai. And there's a demon incarnate. A devil incarnate there called Haman the Agagite. Who was ready to wipe out the people of God. And God knows how to confound the mighty <laughs> and those who are full of themselves with things that be not. So, by divine orchestration, Queen Vashti misbehaved. She was a zero pretending to be a hero. She was removed and a beauty context was activated in order to look for another queen. At that season was when Mordecai said, I perceive this is your destiny. You are going into this beauty contest. And she had been trained to obey her uncle. And when she was going, he said, but don't disclose where you are from, what nation, uh, nationality you are, ethnic nationality you are. Just participate. And every day Mordecai was walking up and down. I believe it must be praying. Esther became the queen. Esther was not living in the palace. Mordecai was staying at the gate. And the, the orchestration of evil by Amen came into the fall. That he would wipe out the Jews. And he paid huge money into the treasury of King Ahasuerus to accomplish it. But God had a time bomb. In the palace already. Ticking. And Mordecai said for such a time as this. You are brought into the kingdom. Hey my daughter. My son. My dear friends. For such a time as this. God brought you here today. To hear what will change Nigeria in the days to come. In the name of Jesus Christ. God wants to extend the frontiers of his kingdom. He wants his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is the reason you were created. What an awesome destiny you have. Can you imagine that your creation or you were created for that purpose? That God has you in mind and he shot you as an arrow into the planet 
that when Amen the Agagite will rise with all power to destroy the Jews, you'll be the one that will go before the king. And it's against the law. But you will change the law. You will stand and the king will not be able to resist you. And you will change everything and Amen the Agagite will hang on the gallow he built. See, this is God at work. Say with me, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Rise with me as we sing. Baba ye, jekijo, barede, baba ye, jekijo, barebo, kasherebere. Lori mio kashere bere Lori mi kashere bere Lori mi kashere bere Baba oba baye jekijo barede Baba oba baye for those who don't sing or speak Yoruba language, we have this second song. Reign in me, sovereign Lord, reign in me. Reign in me, sovereign Lord, reign in me, captivate my heart. Let your kingdom come, let your kingdom establish there your throne, establish there your throne. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Reign in me. Reign in me. Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord. Reign in Amen. May it be so in Jesus' name. Please be seated. If you have ever wondered why you are here on this earth, please understand from today that God has placed you here as a unique person with a unique mission aimed at establishing and extending his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now I'm going to the reason why we are here. And now you will not settle for less than God's best. Without purpose, you can't set priorities. You can't. Without purpose, without clarity in the area of purpose, you can't set priority. That's why I said write your vision boldly, but do it in pencil. You can't set priority. Now you are priority to me. No matter how I would love to stay somewhere else yesterday, 
and come another time and tell Pastor Mike, I'm sorry because your priority and because what you're about to hear today will change Nigeria and the days to come and you'll be able to thank God that you came, that you have a role to play in extending the frontiers of God's kingdom, in ensuring that his will is done on earth as it is in heaven because that priority had to come. Without understanding purpose, you can set priority. And without priority, there will be no productivity. But what is it that you need to fulfill purpose? What has God put in you to fulfill purpose? That's what I've not taught in the adult church. Hello? I've taught purpose, priority, productivity. Were you there when I taught that? You ended you were in the youth church, or were you there? You had the message? Okay. Go and listen to it. Look, without potentials, you can fulfill purpose. Do you understand me? Without potentials, you cannot fulfill purpose. I don't know what you know about potential, but when I get to it, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Without potentials deposited in you by God, you cannot fulfill purpose. And guess what? That just as your purpose is given by God, so are your potentials. They are not things you can create for yourself. Do you understand me? You are endowed and you are born with certain potentials that were given to you by God as you were born. Let me talk practically. Listen to me. What part of you was formed first in your mother's womb? Your heart. That was the first part that was formed. How long are you going to use that one heart, one liver, two kidneys for? For the rest of your life. That heart that was formed in you as a little baby, I said, that hurt, you will use throughout life. That kidney, God forbid, renal failure, you will use throughout life. The liver, they have their different functions. You will use throughout life. So are your potentials. Whereas, you don't even know how your heart functions, except you are told. You don't know whether kidney is at work once it's doing its work. You don't know whether liver is at work. As long as it's doing its work very well, you don't have any trouble. It's when it stops working that you get to know something is wrong. Do you understand? But potentials are different. They are deposited in you by God for his purpose. And except they are activated and developed, you cannot fulfill purpose. I think this message is too long. So I will, I will split it because I understand you still have football. Huh? 
Pastor, how long do I have? One. Okay. I will cut it short in righteousness. And I will bring you back again my own date that there will be no football, nothing except 3G. So, but I will drop something in today that you will run with because I do not want you to become a jet salmon float sam. Somebody like MPF, no plan for future, no future desire, just sleeping and waking. God did not send you to the planet to wake up, to sleep, to live day by day, month by month, year after year, and then die. Your potential is linked to God's plan and purpose for your life. God is working all situations and circumstances for your good so that you can perform the function he has equipped you to perform. That's all. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. The thoughts of good and not evil to give you an expected end. In the New King James Version or NLT, it said to give you a hope and a future. I know the thoughts I think towards you. So in order to fulfill that, God now puts potentials on the inside of you to accomplish. Without potentials. Without maximizing your potentials, you can never fulfill purpose. So those who cry and talk about purpose without letting the world know or people know about potentials, they're just giving you a dangling carrot. It is the maximization of your potentials that will enable you to fulfill purpose. And God already planted that on the inside of you at the time you were born. Let's look at one example today, and I think that will be sufficient. In Genesis chapter 39, the Bible states five times that the Lord was with Joseph. If you take Genesis 39, begin to underline, and the Lord was with Joseph, and the Lord was with, you will see it five times. Five representing grace. The Lord was with Joseph. But guess what? That did not exempt Joseph from jealousy and betrayal. That did not exempt Joseph from advances of Captain Potiphar's wife. Or allies that sent him to prison. Listen to me attentively. I said, except your potential is activated and maximized you cannot fulfill purpose. So, potential was lying dormant inside Joseph. God was getting ready to activate it. His brothers had to betray him to sell him into slavery. He had to be bought at auction table by Captain Potiphar. He had to be brought home so that those potentials on the inside of him as a first class administrator can be developed. 
It was in Potiphar's house that he obtained his certificate in <laughs> material resource management, human resource management, spiritual resource management. It was all in that time that those things that were lying dormant became activated and came to the fore. When it was maximized while he was in prison, the time came for God to display him as his masterpiece. God arranges the circumstances of your life, of birth, the challenges of education, the crisis in your parents' marriage, all the things you had gone through, God arranges them because it's after the potentials on the inside of you to activate them. I'm not sure you're getting this. Uh, maybe, maybe I need a special vigil with the youth. Because if I get you secured in God and in his purpose, and you allow God to develop, activate, develop your potentials and maximize them, a man's gift will make room for him. And it will not bring him before mere men. It will bring him before kings. When God had finished developing the potentials in Joseph, time came, an opportunity presented itself for him to become father of Pharaoh. Let's look at Psalm 105. What the Bible says about him there. Psalm 105, 16 to 22. Psalm 105, 16 to 22. Moreover, he, God, called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. Who did it? He destroyed it. See, when people don't know God, they complain, they murmur, they grumble. The Nigeria economy is bad. Buhari is not making good ministers. He's filled his ministerial slots with slots. Why is that your headache? You can't see what God is doing. If you can see it, you'll be jumping, you'll be rejoicing. Let's read. He destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Look at the means of transportation. <laughs> he didn't go in a fast train, bullet train. He didn't go in a conquered jet, not on a donkey. He was chained, sold for 30 pieces of, uh, 20 pieces of, 20 shekels, the price of slave at that time. He sent a man before them, Joseph was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. Oh, please give that to me in NLT verse 18. Give it to me in New Living Translation. I want you to see something. That all that God was doing there is what we are doing here this afternoon. Thank you. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Not a preacher's collar. Not lawyer's collar. Iron collar. His neck was like this in the collar. <laughs> when your neck is like that in the collar, you are fixed in one position. You can only look straight. You can only look forward. <laughs> Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Are you with me? Until the time for his dreams to be fulfilled, what was God doing? It was the one testing Joseph's character 
whether he will choose trust above lust or obedience above expedience. Because it's expedient to sleep with that woman. It's easy way to power. Everything in the house is already in your hand except her. So experience will say, hey, this woman offered herself a lot. You can call me a lot about, you know, she offered herself. But Joseph chose trust above lust. He chose obedience above, he ended up in prison. But it was God testing his character. Three things I want to leave with you quickly. Number one, God will not use an untested vessel. He's the one arranging the school, arranging the program, arranging the circumstances of how you will open your house to all strangers to come. That everybody can come and, and, and you will go and give opportunity to the less privileged instead of buying Rolls Royce. He's the one arranging the circumstances of your life. He's developing compassion on the inside of you for others. Do you understand this? You are not too young to understand this, friends. Joseph was only 17 when he was sold into slavery. And he will have to go through school of process for another 13 years before he will become the ruler over Egypt. God does not use an untested vessel. He doesn't. Let me bring in Job here. Within the time limit that I have. To see how God does this testing. How he does it. The book of Job. Chapter 23, verse 8 to 10. Pastor, remind me when it will be convenient. It may be a Saturday. It may be a Sunday. It may be a vigil to gather the youth and begin this activation of potentials Help them by the power of the Holy Spirit to let them know that except their potentials are activated and maximized, they cannot fulfill purpose. Nobody can. Nobody can. Job 23, verse 8. Look, I go forward, but it's not there. How many of you would like to go where God is not going? I'm backward, but I cannot perceive it. Do you know men are like that? Their lives are full of guesswork. They try this, try an error. They try this, they try, they go forward, they go backwards. He's not there. Okay? Why is he not there? When he walks on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. Uh, here, ready? Read. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. God does not use what? An untested vessel. He will use a rugged, tested vessel of honor. Tested. Rugged. Now, let's see. What I want you to understand here is, Satan will do everything in his power to bury your treasure. To make sure that your potential lies dormant forever. But how do you get gold? You dig to the belly of the earth. You dig into the ground. Do you understand me? And you scoop, scoop after scoop of death is removed. So that gold can be brought forth and subjected to serious heat for it to shine forth. 
What is he saying? Satan may have buried your treasure, but you must give digging rights to Jesus. He will dig through your flesh. It will be excruciating. It will be painful. By the time you stand before Mrs. Potiphar, you will know God enough to say, how shall I do this? And sin against God. Because you would have mastered those things through your training. When Joseph was going through his ordeals and trials, and Job was going through his ordeals and trials, they both recognized something. That they were being trained for reigning. It's not time to be angry with yourself. To say things are not working. This is not where I'm supposed to be now. You don't know. He's the timekeeper. He's taking you through a process. And when he finishes with you, you're going to come forth like gold. Number two. God is with us. Even when there's no evidence, he is. God is with us. Even when there's no evidence, he is. He's walking alongside. He's walking in us and with us. And he's going ahead to rearrange circumstances in our favor. He had promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Truth be told, crucifying the flesh is like digging for gold. It's excruciating and time consuming. But when you follow Jesus and you give him digging rights, you're going to come forth as gold. Can I hear amen? Amen. Number three, sometimes in the plan of God, Things get worse before they get better. Sometimes in the plans of God, things get worse before they get better. That is when you must tighten your grip and lean harder on God. Must tighten your grip and lean harder on God. Look, I could have quit a number of times in my life. Several things militated against me to say I've had enough. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I remember Billy Graham's wife. They said, have you ever thought of leaving him and walking out on him because of his evangelistic crusade all the time going? The woman was about to give birth to their first child. And Billy said, I can't leave the crusade. Go to the hospital. Because we had already said, I didn't know it would be this early. So sorry. God will take care of you. They said, have you ever thought of walking out on him and leave? He said, no, I've never thought of divorce, but I've thought of murder. Several times just to kill him. (laughs) Look, in those situations... You are learning to hold tight unto God. Do you understand me? 
I don't know the circumstances of your birth. I don't know the arrangement in your family. I don't know what you are going through. But if you are finding things extremely difficult, God is after your potentials. He wants to develop certain things in you. And honestly, I won't go beyond that. Because potential is made up of two things. And you must have both. Potential, true potential, is made up of abilities and attributes. They are both God-given. These are not things I want to rush over at all. At all. At all. I can't afford to rush over them. If need be, I will take you, I will take you to the adult church later when I'm teaching on days. Especially preserved for you because a dry fish is difficult to bend. You are still in that stage of fresh fish. So we can bend you now and adjust you. Potential is made up of attributes and abilities. One is internal, the other is external. What most people see is external. But if there's no character, which is the stability of all endowment, you just discover you will crash somewhere. And God will take time to develop your potentials in such a way that what is inside will sustain the things that will be outside. Let me give you definition of potential and close. Trusting God. Ah, I need to say something about Joseph quickly. All right. Where is the, my thoughts on Joseph? Joseph did not know it, but he was in training for him. God wanted to see if he would choose trust over lost. I've told you all that. But did Joseph know he will become Lord over Egypt? He didn't know. To get to that stage, God had to develop everything in him. Can I tell you about David? Did David know he will be king? I can hear you. Did David know he will be king? Did anybody in his family believe he has any ability to be king? Did they invite him when Joseph, when Samuel came? Why did he become the king? God has been training him. God has been developing his potential. He was a skillful musician. That's his passport to Saul's palace. But the other attributes on the inside of him are stronger than those external things that others are seeing. They are the attributes that will make him say, No, you cannot kill the anointed of the Lord and be guiltless. And many people will rather develop their abilities at the expense of their attributes. And that's why they crash. Remember Tyson, the boxer? He had abilities. Remember, what's the name of the one in the wood? Tiger wood. (laughs) When you meet a tiger in the wood, you know. Do you understand me? They had abilities, but the attributes that will sustain is not there. They have no relationship to fall back on God, which God will not allow you to be without. He will take you through things in life that will be confusing some moment, but he's walking on the inside of you so that he can walk through you on the outside. 
potential. Definition. I think we need to spend quality time on this, don't we? Okay. Potential. Definition. I'll give you several. Potential. Having or showing the capacity to develop into something in the future. Having or showing the capacity to develop into something in the future. Number two. It means latent qualities. Latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. Latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. Number three, the possibility that something will develop in a particular way or have a particular effect that's potential. The possibility that something will develop in a particular way or have a particular effect. In summary, if people or things have potential, if people or things have potential, they have a natural ability or quality that could develop to make them very, very good. In closing, how many of you here want to maximize your potentials? Let me see your hand. How many of you already know what potentials you have? But you do not know that God gave them to you to fulfill a purpose. The beauty of Esther was a potential. But it's not for sexual exploitation. Or for everybody to say, oh, you're beautiful. No. It's so that it could stand before the king and deliver a people. I want to leave you with eight questions until we meet again that God will have to teach you and answer for you. The Holy Spirit will need to help you if you really truly want to live your life to the fullest and experience all that God has in store for you. These eight questions, some of them look alike, but they will guide you in locating purpose and in trying to establish what the potentials are to fulfill them. Question number one. You are asking God, not man. Hello, are you going to take your hair to Baba? Or are you going to take it to Carpenter? So you are asking God, not man. Say with me, Father God. Question number one. What do you want to do in my life? What do you want to do in my life? What do you want to do in my life? Question number two. What do you want to do through my life? What do you want to do through my life? Question number three. What do you still desire for me to experience? 
what do you still desire for me to experience? Am I too fast? Number four, what possibilities lie before me? What possibilities lie before me? Just imagine that David came to the battlefront when Goliath was about to make that call. Why that day? What possibilities lie before me? Number five, what potential lie within me? What potential lie within me? Question number six, what could I become? Be careful what you are becoming. What could I become? Question one, what do you want to do in my life? Question two, what do you want to do through my life? Question three, what do you still desire for me to experience? Question four, what possibilities lie before me? Question five, what potential lie within me? Question six, what could I become? Question seven, what did you have in mind when you created me? And finally, question number eight, what do you desire for me? Not what I want, but what you want. Not my will, your will be done. What do you desire for me? In today's world, thousands of young people are planning their futures. The job they want, the city they want to live in, that's why they are relocating up and down. The people they like to meet, the experiences they want to have, and the type of person they want to marry. But they have not had time to ask God, what what did you create me for? What potentials lie within me? What is my purpose? So that when those potentials are activated, I can fulfill purpose. This is the way to go about the journey of life. Going to school is 100th part. (laughs) I don't care what you study now. I care about who will study you later. And what benefits your life will be to them. I was taking my niece around one day and I showed her where I'll be buried when I die. I said, Uncle, I don't want to hear that. I said, I want you to hear something. I was born a child. I was raised a boy. I became a man. But I'm going to die an institution that people will still be studying. I said, what manner of man was he when he was here? Because I'm here to fulfill his purpose. I know the abilities and the attributes that he had endowed me with. And by his grace, I will reach my goal. I will fulfill my destiny. And I will see you at the top. In Jesus' mighty name. I want you to go home and sit with God. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, find answers to those questions. When you find answers to those questions, you start living. Before then, you are merely existing. It's time to live for God. Can I hear? Amen. Amen. Now remember, I have not even gotten to one-tenth of the message. 
we are scratching it on the surface. And I want to reach out to you now that you are young. Catch you young. David was only 16 when he killed Goliath. Joseph was only 17 when he saw the visions of his future. Daniel was in his teenage years before he enrolled in the college of Babylonia or Babylon. Listen to me. This is the right time. Consider God in the days of your youth before the evil days will come. So that you are already established in your God-given purpose as you allow him to develop your God-given potential so that you can fulfill those purposes. Listen, I knew from when I was young that this is the way I would go. God helped me to write those things down. Time had come for you to know those things. Stand to your feet. Don't settle for less. Than God's best. Say to yourself, I will not settle for less than God's best for my life. I thank him for the purpose he has for me and for the potentials he has endowed me with. This day, the 10th of August 2019 about the hour of one o'clock I give digging rights to Jesus to dig through my flesh to take me through trials and testings and to bring me forth as gold after he has tested me I thank you father I promise not to settle for less than God's best in Jesus name Amen May God help your decisions. May He help your determinations. May He grant you grace to fulfill purpose and destiny. In Jesus' mighty name. And I will see you at the top. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today. But it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye Bye for for now. now.